everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Thank you, Glenn. That's the first time in a few episodes where you've said that word, and it brings a warm smile to me. <laughs> well, why don't you just say it with me next time? <laughs> I will not. Um, so welcome, everyone. My name is Rohit Rohila, and with me always is... Glenn Rocks here. All right, Glenn. So how about I hand the microphone over to you, and we'll let you introduce this episode. Sure thing. Let's talk about choosing your feelings. Oh, Isn't that wonderful? As a koala, I like that. I know, because feelings are just a big part of our life, and they determine how, you know, we react to certain situations. So in many cases, why do we let our feelings interact with us in such a negative way? And there are situations that you're going to be faced with where you don't like something. Someone says something to you. Um someone says something really outlandish or offensive even, especially today where everyone's a keyboard cowboy, right? They've got all that bravery sitting behind a keyboard and never having to face you. They may say things that really offend you online. But if you're allowing what they're saying to affect you in a negative way, you're giving away the power over your life to them. So I say they can say things that are offensive. You can even be hurt by the things they say initially. But you choose how you feel about things. So I really have a hard time finding sympathy for people who say, you're making me angry. You're making me sad. No, they're not making you. You're choosing to be. You're choosing to let what they say anger you or hurt you. If you don't really respect or like that person's opinion, don't let it affect your life. Walk away from it. Or just take it for what it is, someone you don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Far too many people like to get sad or hurt or angry or really pissed off or even violent over words nowadays. Who, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, who is the actor that played Tyrion Lannister? Peter Dinklage? Yes, yes. Uh, Peter Dinklage, I just came across a quote that he said, which was phenomenal. And that was, own your own faults, and no one can use them against you. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Because he's a bastard, you know, and his character was a bastard. And he owned it. He it didn't give his enemy's power over him. Yeah, and, you know, so he talked about how early on in his career he was only offered roles as, like, a leprechaun or, or something like that. Right. And he reached this point where he knew what his worth was as a serious actor and stopped taking those roles. And you think about all the things that he's done because of since, you know, um, you know, Elf comes to mind and Game of Thrones comes to mind. 
he did those roles fantastically where it wasn't him playing the character of a little person. It was him legitimately just being one. It was brought up in both of those shows and uh, sorry, the show and the movie, but it wasn't there to kind of hold him back. Right. And I thought that was just a fantastic quote by him. Mm-hmm. Because how often do do we do that? Where someone says something that maybe it points out something we don't want to admit about ourselves. Or worse, things that aren't really true about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, but, so here's the thing. If enough, say everyone out there thinks that you are just a jerk. Like, oh man, here's Glenn. I don't even want to talk to him anymore. That that guy's just a big jerk. Okay. At what point does that really become who you are? Because if enough people are saying this about you, maybe you don't believe it's true. But based off the way you treat everyone, it is true. And it might be something that you don't really even purposefully do. You know what I mean? Okay. Like everyone, there's there's a reputation out there that I'm a nice guy. Well, there, there's a difference between reputation and how you choose your feelings, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm talking about when someone just straight on insults you. Or they're mean about something else. Let, let take politics as an example, right? Someone says, I support abortion. Another person says, I don't. You're murdering babies. Well, no, it's the woman's right to choose. Okay, great, it's an opinion. Then they start going to name-calling. Mm-hmm. And one person gets hurt, offended, insulted. It brings them to tears. Why did they let someone else's insults affect them in such a profound way? Especially someone they don't agree with. They're choosing to allow those words to affect their current situation in life in a negative way. Now, you can be offended by words, and they can be hurtful. It's, it's true. I get hurt by words every once in a while. But I don't hold on to them anymore. What does it do for me? It gives that person power over me. I don't agree with that person, so why am I giving them power over my feelings? I'm choosing my feelings by saying, you know what, this isn't going to really affect me because I don't agree with you. What you're saying isn't true. So... Hey, I'm not going to be mad about this. I'm not going to be sad about this. I'm not going to shed one tear and give you the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. That's really what they're doing. They're doing it to hurt you. They're not doing it to better your life by saying, hey, you know what? You're kind of being a jerk or acting like a jerk. No, they're calling you mean names, you know, saying, listen, fat ass. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm fat. I'm not offended, though. 
Oh yeah, well your mama's so you know it always deteriorates to <laughs> worse insults, right? Um, always goes down to the yo mama jokes too. Yeah. <sighs> but those things don't don't let them don't let them affect your life. Don't let them affect your feelings. If you feel that initial surge of of emotion pop up. Let it out and just say, I'm walking away. Just, I don't agree with you. And really, we're not getting anywhere with name calling. It's not productive to you. It's not productive to them. The moment goes to, it, it goes to a name calling fest or someone just being insulting. There's no value in it for anyone. And so what, what's... Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask you. So looking back at it in hindsight, the experiences where you had before where you would get upset, so I'll call you something and, and you would get upset. Why, what, what do you do in the moment to, you know, because... Everything that we're saying right now, yeah, it makes sense. You know, right, logically, right. like, oh, it, it's okay. It's hard like, when you know. you're emotional. Yeah. Believe me, it is. No, for me, it, it took years to realize what I could do with my anger. And I've gone through anger management. I've gone through uh, years of, of counseling to deal with emotions. Had to because I hurt people. <laughs> I physically hurt people when I'd get angry. And um, I don't want to be that person. So I had to find a way to stop myself, to recognize when I'm getting to that point. For me, I'd bottle up my anger and just let it all out at once, and that always ended up in a violent situation, and I don't want that in life ever again. I don't want anyone to see that. It's not fun. So... Take an, take an instance of something that you did in the past where or something that happened that caused you to be upset and angry. If that happened today, aside from just, you know, thinking about it logically, what can you do, what would you do in the moment to remind yourself, I don't need to be in this situation? For me, it's just looking at the person that's talking to you. What are your feelings about that person? Do you care about their opinion or do you not? If they have a negative opinion, just turn it off in your head. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking positive thoughts about yourself, there's nothing they're going to be able to say to you to tear you down. Put the power in positivity rather than in their negativity. It's, it's important to... One of the one of the greatest clear cut situations where I've seen this is in the Godfather. Mm. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Godfather one, uh, when Michael is cleaning up, you know, all the family business, there was there's one guy, man, I'm just drawing a blank on his name, that, you know, turns on the family. And, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he goes to Hagen. He's like, hey, oh, Sal, Sally. Sally, yep. And um, it was just 
Business. Yeah. Not personal. Tell Michael it was just business. And you hear that in the in mafia movies all the time. It's not personal, it's just business. And that to me is such a fantastic way of being centered and present. That's the thing with the Godfather movies is you take a look at Michael Corleone and he is just centered the entire time. Very few times do we see him lose his cool. And it's usually the family. It's it's everyone around him. And you know, he he is just centered and in control the entire time. Mm-hmm. And even in part two, when he's speaking to Hyman Roth about, you know, there's there's a traitor in my family, I'm trying to figure out who it is or or whatever the case is. And he's looking at Hyman Roth and he's just staring at him and sees that Hyman Roth isn't quite making eye contact, and that's when he knows he's the one who tried to have me killed. There's so much information that you could gather by just being present. And in in my seminars, one of the, the main things that I teach is a formula that has changed my life, and that's event plus your response determines your outcome. So the events happen all the time, we can't control the events. How what what happens? How it happens? That's beyond us. The only thing we can control is our response to that event. That is going to determine our outcome. I don't care what the situation is. It could be something as simple as what you wanted. It could be as simple as you wanting chicken McNuggets at McDonald's, and they're all out. And how many? Videos have we seen of people like oh my god in drive through like McNuggies. yeah even calling nine one one, or as serious Karen. as or even as serious as death, you know yeah. Both things happened. Ran out of chicken nuggets. Someone you love passed away. But those are just events. What determines. What that means is your response. On one hand, with the chicken nuggets, you'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll get a Big Mac instead. Cool. You're on to something else. No problem. Or you could get so angry and upset because you've been craving those chicken McNuggets all day long. (laughs) But the same thing with, with someone dying. There are people that I know who can have a loved one pass away years later and they still haven't gotten over it. And when my, when my mom was passing away, mm-hmm. I was with her till the very last breath. So as she was passing away, uh, the last two days, I was with her the entire time. The only person who was there the entire time, you know, I, my dad would come in and out or, or my sister, cause she was at home at that point. We knew that she was, you know, just had a, uh, maybe a day or two left. Right. Um, as, as her body shutting down. She wasn't even, like, in our, in our minds, the, the woman in front of us wasn't even our mom. Like, she was already gone at that point, you know. But I was, I was there the entire time till the, till the very last breath. And I remember when it was happening, y- you see one breath. And then the time between breaths is a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And then finally, when the last one happens, you're like, okay, when's the next one? 
and you wait and you wait and and you wait and you're like wow was 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 that really the last one and so who <coughs> excuse me um so it's it's your response to that that really determines what you want the outcome to be I would actually, uh, I, I can see that. I can agree with it. Family, you know, a death in the family is a little bit harder for people to get, you know, just get over, right? And no one's saying that they should just get over it, right? Um, we all deal, deal with death in different ways. We all deal with loss in different ways. However, uh, a loss in the family should still never hold you back. Right, because I I know right now my parents aren't going to be around forever. Their health has been deteriorating for years. My my mom, she can barely walk. Uh, my dad has bad back. He's diabetic. Um, has heart troubles. So I know he's not going to be around forever. Um, but I know for a fact, either one of them passes. Even th- thinking about it hurts. Yeah. But I know for a fact that neither one of them would want me to hold up my life in mourning. Would I mourn for them? Yeah. But would I, would they want me to continue mourning? Because I, I won't know until that moment happens, right? Um, I'd like to think that I'm at a place where, you know, I'm going to process it well. But like I said, even right now, just thinking about it, it hurt. Yeah, you can but, see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know that they wouldn't want me to hold my life back mourning for their loss. See, also, I know my parents being Christian our whole lives, and I got to tell you, they're they're right with God. I know where they're going. You know, again, our beliefs is, you know, if you're right with God when you die, you join them in heaven. Awesome. I get that wonderful feeling of knowing they're going to be taken care of. Their souls will be happy. So I have that to hold on to as something positive. I've got to hold on to a positive thought when I'm thinking of something negative. <laughs> right? Here I am thinking, oh, man, this just thinking of them dying hurts. But then I think, man, they're going to be partying when they pass. And they wouldn't want me to feel just the loss. They want me, they'd want me to think of that party and how happy they are. No longer suffering, no longer having problems. Hell, they're probably dancing, right? <laughs> so to think of it that way. Um, I'm choosing at that point by counteracting that negativity with something positive. So 
So one of the <clears throat> one things that I talk about in Thirty Day Life Reset is when we get angry and upset, it's because we feel like an injustice was done upon us. Now, think back to a career injustice that you had <sighs> a, a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and what was your reaction then compared to what your reaction would be now? Because essentially, the person that you trained went on to become the person that you reported to, right? Well, yes and no. Only for about two days before I said, no, if I'm going to report to this person, I leave today. Yeah. <laughs> and that was changed pretty quick. Um. But I think if I had said it the way I thought of saying it the very first time, I wouldn't have a job right now. <laughs> or at least I wouldn't be employed there uh, right now. So um, my response then was definitely one of anger, resentment. Um, even Even a little bit of, you know, depression you might say, especially with all the years I've put in. My response today, if that were to happen again, I, I honestly wouldn't care. Oh. She gets promoted again, awesome. Good for her. She's getting an opportunity. Um, the way I look at it, my future is not there. So she can keep getting promoted there. I'll be making more money somewhere else. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way I look at it. Yeah. So this episode was about choosing your feelings. And one of the things that I think we have to do is learn how to center ourselves so that when you are in a place, in a situation, in a circumstance that causes you to react instinctually in, in, a, in a manner that is feelings-based, either anger or, or, and essentially what we're talking about is, is a negative emotion, right? I think when right. you wanted to bring this up, it was, it was all negative. So how do you deal with something when you are faced with it in, and it's negative and the, the best way to do that is so that formula that I talked about earlier, event plus your out, sorry, event plus your response to that event determines your outcome. That's a formula. A plus B equals C. And if you want C, you have to control either A or B. You can't control the event, which means you can only control your outcome. So Your reaction. Sorry, your, your reaction. Man. And so if, if that's the case, what do you want your outcome to be? You want your outcome to be positive in light of this negative experience. Mm-hmm. And so that means your response has to be positive as well. And so how do you do that? And the truth is you have to be centered. And that's something that most people don't get until later on in life. 
It's also called closure. <laughs> what it allows you to do is take an external perspective of the situation. And there's two ways that you can do it. One, exactly what I just said. You just take that little mental time out and you take a look at the situation from an external point of view and say, here's what's happening. What do I want my response to be? But the other thing that you could do is, and this is what I tell people, is you need to center yourself by closing your eyes, breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth. We typically only breathe one way, either one of two ways, either only through our nose, in and out, or through our mouth, in and out. The process of doing it one at a time is something that you have to think about. So by thinking in through your nose, out through your mouth, you have to consciously think about that, which takes your brain and puts it on a timeout because it now, instead of focusing on the situation, is focusing on the breathing. Mm-hmm. And with your eyes closed, you're not taking in any more stimulus. So you truly are being centered. And when you do that, and you feel okay with yourself again, then take a look at the situation. How are you going to respond to it? Because, yeah, we <clears throat> we face stuff all the time that could easily anger us. Mm-hmm. But what outcome do you want? And a perfect example is when you and I were driving on the freeway. <laughs> guy almost cuts us off. Guy almost creamed us. Almost. Didn't, just, didn't just almost cut us. Not, no, he almost creamed us. And I believe I was in the middle of telling a story when this happened. I slowed down, honked my horn to let him know I was here. And then five seconds later, I continued on the story just like nothing happened. I look over at you and you're beat red. And hours later, you were still, you were, you brought it up again. You're like, man, like I'm still so heated. So walk me through that experience and walk me through your reaction versus my reaction because the event was still the same. Right. The event happened. Our- for, for me, I forgot my anger management for that day. <laughs> Literally, anger management is what you said. Breathe. Mm-hmm. Anger management 101. The first thing they teach you is breathe. And I wasn't breathing. I was literally just focusing on that event. That idiot that almost took our lives. Or, at the very least, injured us. Um, and all I could see was that action, that inconsiderate action at that time. And, and that's all my mind would see. I wasn't focusing on just breathing. I was just stewing on it. So many times I've done that in my life, and I've let it explode from there. Um, it definitely doesn't feel good. Your body feels just tense. Your, your breathing feels labored. Your your blood pressure, you can feel it elevated because you feel that tense, tight, heated feeling in your face and your neck. It's not healthy. <laughs> it's not at all. So for me, you know, I've had many other instances like that. I think everyone has gone through 
once or twice when someone's almost killed them on the road. Um, I'm actually pretty good with road rage right now, so. <laughs> That's because I'm actively trying to remind myself, breathe. Just breathe. It's over. That person's long gone. And if they're not long gone, I slow down so that they can get way past me. Let them cause an accident for someone else. Yeah. Because it's just a few seconds in our life. I'm not going to spend hours fuming over something that happened a few seconds ago. So, Glenn, as we uh, wrap this up, I'll hand it back to you to, to kind of summarize everything and, and lead us out. All right. Well, folks, your feelings are yours. Don't let someone else control them. Don't give them that power over yourself. Choose your feelings. Choose your outcome. You may not be able to control the situation, but at least you can control how you react to it. And to be honest, I think we all focus too much on what other people are doing to us rather than focusing on how we're reacting to them. I think if we focus a little bit more on our reactions and what we want to get out of those interactions, we'll be happier. They may not be, but who cares? Again, we're trying to better ourselves here. Um, if we happen to help someone else better themselves by not reacting, awesome. We've just killed two birds, one stone. So if you feel yourself getting that, that sadness, that, that anger at something that's being done to you, just take that moment. Remember Anger Management 101. Just breathe. Save yourself the trouble. And until next time, this is Glenn and Rohit saying stay safe, stay healthy, and control your feelings. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 